Hi, is uh, is this thing on? Hello? Okay. Well, my name is Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs, and I am the host of As I Was Saying Podcast. Consider me your best friend that's not just going to let you sit there and think problematic thoughts. So sit back, relax, make sure you're following us on Instagram, As I Was Saying Podcast. Follow me, she will speak, and let's get it popping on this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to As I Was Saying Podcast. I am your host, Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs. So... For my new listeners, thank you for taking time out of your day to decide and listen to this podcast. I hope that you enjoy and I gain you as a reoccurring listener. And to my, you know, folks that be coming over here every Thursday, y'all seasoned, y'all know what it is, but welcome back. So, well, for those of you who do not follow my personal slash poetry slash community organizing page at She Will Speak, she will speak everywhere uh, on Instagram, at Twitter, I'm at she's just shy and at C-H-E. I announced that I would be taking a social media break for multiple reasons. Um, last week, I actually had my grandfather pass away, which was very hard in not only having a grandparent pass away, but of having... A generation pass away you see he was my last loving grandparent so it really hit me to be like wow these this group of people this age group this generation these stories these everything it's it's gone and of course we know it's not gone because it's there in my heart and there in the traditions and there in the storytelling and there in the photos but to recognize that These pillars, these generations have now passed on and are now ancestors and to recognize that we are now filling in the slot. So now my parents are up for the roles of these grandparents in the future, right? And it's just a lot. It it was just a lot to really take in. And because I am a very deep person, I don't know if it's just towards my poetry or if it's because I overanalyze, but I've really been thinking a lot about this death and what it really means for me. So this episode, I'm getting really honest. Y'all are going to, you know, learn some stuff about me um, because I really wanted to be real in what I've been dealing with and what I've been thinking about. And so um, I'm going to mention some of my closest, like, you know, people in my life or are my mentors and things like that so one of my girls I, I think if y'all follow me again on IG at she will speak y'all see me post about Astrid Ferguson a lot she's my mentor at Astrid underscore Ferg right so she is a certified life coach and while she was going through that journey of getting certified and you should check to make sure if you are talking to life coaches they're certified because some people self-proclaim themselves okay she did a discovery call you know um, like any certification you need hours you need all that stuff and I would like to say this discovery call I was about to be like Astrid help me out like she's sitting here wow that's how much we talk um I would say it was probably around February March like pre-ish pandemic I, 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 I don't know if it was I don't really remember anything before the coronavirus but I feel like this was if not right before it in the beginning of it right what we found out from this discovery call is i have a desire to be free right y'all 
and that the issue or the thoughts, as she would say, that do not serve me are that I limit myself based on my capability. So I do not blame anyone because I think a lot of the times we get angry because we feel like, well, this person said that about me and they limited to me and they said I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. But I actually had a really good conversation um, with a lot of my friends who are therapists or who are parents. And we talked about the idea of protecting and the people in your life who love you trying to protect you, right? Even Jay-Z talks about the fact that his uncle who is a really big supporter of him, tried to talk him out of doing music because he felt like he would fail. It's like, oh, you're older. You know who's going to listen, X, Y, and Z. And he wasn't talking out of a place of malice or a, a place of hurt or a place of like intentional hurt, like I'm trying to hurt you, but out of a place of the thought of you reaching for this and not being able to grab it, that might hurt. So let me try to redirect you. And I listen to a lot of people and, you know, this person's attitude is like, uh, but I enjoy a lot of his messages is Gary Vee. He talked about a lot of the times when you start to follow your path, the main groups that you are going to offend or upset or go against are most likely society as a whole, especially depending on on the intersex that you sit in and your parents and your family. Like you will most likely do something that is like, what question mark, what are they doing? And so I really started to think about these limiting beliefs. And like I said, a lot of them were, I'm not capable, you know, I'm over emotional. I'm, I need help. And I think that was the biggest one is that I need help. I can't do things on my own or I need to always ask. So my, um, big, I'm in a sorority. She always told me, you know, that you are capable of making these choices. And I would just like to say that I think it's sometimes really unfair and I know when I am a parent I will want my kids to do things on their own because I think it is sometimes very challenging I can speak for at least myself when you're a child that a lot of times was not able to make choices or feel like you could make mistakes or even something as simple as cook in a kitchen and like really like just see what happens and you always had to be helped you turn 18 it's like okay go off into this world and make all these decisions and it's like well wait a minute I never even was able to do x y and z and being a life skills counselor for homeless youth one of the biggest things i could honestly say i learned is we need to allow our kids to have a voice a lot of times children get older right and when they get into situations like you know even thinking about now that they always feel like they need help they can't make decisions I think sometimes as a, as the parents or adults were like, well, why do you feel that way? You know, just advocate for yourself. And it wasn't until I worked with young people where it's like, well, when did we ever give them a chance to advocate? You can't tell someone for, to advocate for themselves and you never once allowed them to speak up. Especially again, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, I um, am black and I can say for the black community, a lot of times it is you are seen and not heard you don't have any thoughts, you don't have any opinions, right? So if we don't have thoughts, if I wasn't allowed to have opinions, you can't expect me to grow up and have thoughts and opinions that I feel like I can share to the world. When was I ever able to give the chance? And we label kids as talking back and being disrespectful for them doing what young people are supposed to do, be curious. The amygdala in the brain is not formed and the amygdala is the thing that has, you know, it ranges consequences, it, it, it's impulse, it's all of these things 
and it doesn't fully form until like around you're supposed to be 25, right? They say 25 could obviously be after, be before. So your brain is honestly sometimes just going off of, you know, a spur of the moment and curiosity, especially in young children is literally a sign of development. But, and I think again, across the board, regardless of your race, but I can at least speak for the black community because Again, I said this is going to be a real episode. We need to stop telling kids like you seen and not heard and then waiting. And then when they adults be mad that they're sitting there being seen and not heard. Okay. That's why we don't try to negotiate things. That's why we don't try to speak up for ourselves. That's why we don't leave situations that we feel like are not benefiting us because it was like, okay, well, this might be bad, but I'm just supposed to sit here and take it. So just had to throw that in there. So I've been thinking about all this and a lot of this, I would like to say, kind of came off of my grandfather's death. Um, I'm getting really intentional with my actions and I think with COVID and again, speaking with my girl, my mentor about this, um, speaking with my line admin, um, my big, um, my person right now, my bae. Yes. That's something I, I guess I got to mention now. Cause I already said in the mic about how, how much. Wow, I'm losing my train of thought, but I'm not adding this out because I really just want y'all to hear how I'm how I'm feeling right now, like the thought process. Really thinking about the fact again that we ask for permission, and not only that we ask for permission, but we are seeking this approval. Like we want someone to really be like, hey, you know what? You know, you can do this. And not only that you can do this. But you don't have to seek anybody's approval to do this. And I think with all the grief that is going on right now, there's just a lot of changes happening. Like I said before, y'all heard me say, bae, um, it's my business. But I think at the end of the day, I'm becoming more okay with understanding that I need to go on my own journeys. I was engaged. I'm not engaged. So there's that level of literally the ending, you know, of a relationship, the seeing of people that look just like you, people within your community being killed, having to go outside in a in a pandemic and rally and fight and protest for rights and then having the passing of a family member and then having family members be sick and then having the regular life issues of you know wanting your career to be better for myself looking to see what I can do in my creativity and feeling like I can't write anything and feeling like the 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 juices of creativity aren't flowing and not answering people back because you're you're mentally not there like you know I openly told one of my friends the other day like to be honest some days I just watch my phone ring or I watch people text me and I don't even know what to say and I felt very seen when I again unfortunately had to cancel an event because of the passing of my grandfather and you know going to um the the funeral and everything like that that I you know her email back to me was like I thought something was wrong because a lot of people know me as like you know okay y'all let's do this let's do that we're gonna x y and z and I've really just been feeling like blah I decided to go on a social media break like I mentioned before I'm not gonna lie to y'all and say that like I've been completely completely off especially because the fact I am a community organizer I am someone that you know people go to for things and not saying I jump back on for the for the betterment of the people but I'm still at the end of the day who I am I'm a researcher I'm a writer I'm x y and z 
even one of the panels that I'm doing, which is going to be on July 20th, um, the shades of racism and rape that is going to be over Zoom. You can actually register for that event at the bottom in the show notes. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to post that flyer this week, which is pretty cool. You know, I'm so excited for it, but I'm like, ooh, early on, I'm like, oh, I got to jump back on here. Like, I knew that. I think the day I announced that I was coming off social media, right? But thinking that it's like, wow, I've never taken a social media cleanse. I've never taken a social media break. But I feel like if I didn't, I was actually going to become desensitized and just numb to so many things that were happening because I genuinely, y'all genuinely was just like oh my god like my emotions are all over the place and being vulnerable with that which is another point like I'm reading off a note piece of paper of like certain different things I wanted you know to note here because I actually you know and again very open with the fact that I have mentors I have guides and I was speaking um and I talked to a therapist talking to my accountant my therapist and I'm like yo it's just a lot and one of the things we've been talking about is vulnerability and I think that as hard as it is and again this we can have so many conversations because as a black woman in America I feel like there not even I feel there is there very much is this very deep ingrained narrative that we are super strong and we got it and we can hold everybody up and hold ourselves up at the same time and we got the world on our back and we can do x y and z and it's like nah I need a break I need to cry I need a box of tissues I need I need just a breath and not being able to feel like you can be vulnerable or feeling like you have to keep pushing is literally just was destroying you know my mind and I think it is hurting a lot of people's minds especially you know again across the board but especially for my black women and my woman of color we really gotta like just no you don't gotta do it all right so I'm like I I need a break and I started talking to people and really telling them you know one of my friends was like well how long have you been feeling this way like when did this start today I'm like to be honest I think like for a couple days like maybe even a couple weeks I've been feeling just depressed like I feel like my my functioning level was a very low and very, you know, down vibration. And I feel like I have moments where I go up, but I feel like for the most part, it's just been down. And I think it's just so hard to navigate right now because as we mentioned before, our world is literally in a crisis and it's just like, you don't know what's happening. Like I actually told my coworker and I laughed, but I was so serious. Like sometimes when I'm at work and like, if I close my eyes for a second or it's like, I just have a break where like, maybe I'm like, you know, daydreaming. I literally picture myself waking up from 2020. Like I'm like, I can honestly say there have been a few times where I genuinely like hands on the Bible was like, yo bro, is this a dream? Cause like, this 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 is getting crazy right now right and really having to accept everything that's happening right because that is a huge stage in grief and you know again I spoke to my mentor Ashton about it and you know we both said like we are we are grieving as people even if you have not physically lost someone this year or it doesn't even have to be 2020 it could be 2019 2007 19 whatever grieving is a life process you can be grieving a career grieving an identity grieving you know a physical family member and I think because there's so many things happening we are all grieving something and again that is over you know it, it is forcing us to see the world differently differently see ourselves differently because again I didn't even take in consideration 
everything until someone pointed out to me because you know granted I moved down to Atlanta before 2020 started but in like the the two three months that I got down here yeah like in the in the three months that I got down here you know COVID decided to happen three like in the three to four months so it's like wait a minute like I just got down here literally just started getting acclimated just starting kind of like you know having groups of people that I would speak to talk to hang out with and it's like boom COVID so I was still very much grieving you know the legit space that I was in even though I love Atlanta I love where I am like I tell people all the time though my support team they're not physically here so I was just you know coming into that space of grieving of like okay well I'm far from these people that I love and then I'm I'm grieving a relationship I'm not engaged I'm not in that relationship anymore and I'm grieving this world grieving being black and sharing and having that shared trauma of watching other black people be murdered and killed and having to once again protest our lives mattering I'm grieving the fact that now I have a a physical death in my family and to think that you know all of that is kind of compiled into one time frame and again grieving the fact that you know we can't really go outside or just be outside freely you know and again I I don't know what's up with y'all folks that don't want to wear a mask Mm, that's beyond me because what I mean by go outside freely is going outside and and literally kind of feeling like Jaws music is playing in the background where I can't touch anything I don't look anything it's like you know beeline I'm in and I'm out you know whereas before I did take for granted very much me just being like, oh, I just want to go to the store to pick up this one thing. And I would just go and then I'd be like, oh, I guess I'll go here too. I guess I'll go here too. And now it's like, you know, I, even the few friends I have, I can't see them like that. Or it's, it's just a lot. And so what I've been doing to, I guess you can say, really dwell into all these thoughts, really understand and unpack and decompress with what is going on is really right and I know y'all are like she's a writer but I know like write my feelings like write down like I actually wrote down one day exactly how I said in the beginning I think people want to protect me but their protection is coming out of a fate of narrative of their projection of what they believe is going to happen onto me and it is not a reflection of me therefore you know, I have to recognize that some people's protection is never going to change because that's just how they see me. That's how they see the situation. And I have to make my decisions for myself, you know, while keep maybe keeping in mind what they think, because I do care about it. Right. So there's that. There's also the idea of doing other activities. They say, you know, you should have different hobbies for different things. Funny story, my big got me one of those anxiety color books and it's an anxiety Christian one. Promise you I've had this thing for months. Couldn't even tell you how long I've had it. I've either had the colored pencils or the book, never both at the same time. It was like Friday. Like you got peanut butter, no jelly. Uh, I don't know why I said jelly like that, but you got peanut butter, no jelly, Kool-Aid, no sugar. Like it, it was legit like that. Like I had one, not the other. And so when I was cleaning out, my room recently it comes I feel like I always do that I feel like every other episode y'all hear so I'm cleaning out my room no there's not that much stuff in here but I think with every week that goes by I've learned to get rid of an item an item that I really didn't need that I'm just like holding on to right so I'm just like oh snap I found these color pencils and book at the same time and now they're literally like I I actually like put some tape on the side of them to stick together to right now because I'm like if I lose these again I'm gonna be really mad because I was really looking for that so I've been coloring I've been doing art and it's 
I'll be real. This is how I know I'm anxious and I'm that low-key perfectionist. I was over here really like drawing and like coloring in this book. And I even got mad at some points because it didn't look the way I wanted it to look. And then like it started to look the way I wanted it to look. And I was like, I bet because I was getting a little bit salty with it. But it, it eventually came out nice. So I've been doing that. I've actually been trying to work on some projects I have to do because I think, again, with this grieving and being again this is me being off social media I realized how much time I did have to complete some projects and actually going forth and completing them and completing them with excellence following up on emails and actually I felt good about it because I guess my mind was clear that is also another thing sleep and knowing what I need I think a lot of the time I would be awake because um My phone was on, so I would just like stay up for that. And I realized how that is also keeping me away from this freedom and and living with intent that I want to do because I I don't want it to just be in a phone in the virtual world. I want to live my life happily in the reality. And I think the last thing, again, is following up and talking to the support systems I have and giving them my reasonings, giving them ideas, giving them articles because I was talking with somebody um about the whole idea of understanding when somebody wants to do something for themselves and and accepting that I think a lot of times as people again we want to protect people because we see what we want to see in them which is great but I think a lot of times sometimes we are also projecting our own narratives onto them and there is a difference between you not wanting someone to do something because it's like you know I get it all the time oh you shouldn't talk to this person because you know you might start doing this that and the other and you don't want them to get you to do this and I had to actually just say out loud like no these are thoughts I have for myself I think one of my another limiting view I always had was I was raised I would say you know I joined church around like nine or eight And I'm going to do an episode on this as well. And I was raised with very rigid, like, church mindset. Like, my church, old church, literally used to tell women who got pregnant out of wedlock or young girls, like, to stand up on the pulpit and, like, they had to ask for God to forgiveness or the church or something like that. And I was like, "Mm, I know what, like, woman empowerment and women's rights and things like that were. Like, I was eight. But I was sitting there, like, I knew it wasn't right. Like, you know how something's just not right for you no matter how old you are? that was this for me so it was never right so I did that and I realized even with some of those teachings how negatively they are impacting me I'm I'm really readily undoing a lot of these narratives undoing a lot of these teachings undoing a lot of these things that people told me were right okay x y and z or what I needed to do and I'm realizing who Cheyenne is in the process and I've heard the quote said so many times and In a sense, it's cliche, but in another sense, it's not. But really, who were you before the world told you who you should be? And I think right now, as crazy as it is, and and I I mean, you know, crazy in the aspect of like it's or hard to comprehend how all of these things that are going on in this world. Right. And yet I feel like I'm on this self-discovery journey. And again, it's just really hard to comprehend how this is all happening at one time. But as I'm heard, you heard last week, me trying to do minimalism, I think there's just a lot of changes going on. 
and I'm happy with them. And I'm actually happy, not so much with the changes in the aspect of like, oh, I'm happy that I made these changes, but I'm happy that I am being proactive in my own life because too many times we take the back seat in our own lives, right? So just wanted to give y'all that. I will be talking more, you know, about everything. Um, actually, one last thing I wanted to add in with taking action the important thing is about taking action is that your mind can't just sit and wander i you know astrid gave me the book everything is figure outable and in the book it talks about the aspect that a lot of times we try to sit and imagine and and answer these questions in our head so instead of just you know taking that trip that you want to take you'll sit there and think about taking the trip what would it be like to take the trip should you take the trip but thinking about it does not answer the question it doesn't not resolve anything you have to make a decision whether that you go on the trip or you, I don't know, cancel everything and decide that you're not a traveler. I don't know what that looked like. But action is needed or you're ever forever going to be thinking. And so I've been learning how to do calculated risk. And a lot of people just know risk as taking risk. But there is a such thing as calculated risk. And what a calculated risk is, is literally what it sounds like. Which is you might have something risky. Like, you know what? I am going to take this class and I'm going to get a certificate in X, Y, and Z. That might be risky because, you know, you got to spend some money, da, 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 X, Y, and Z. Calculated risk is understanding, okay, it might be an extra $300 a month, but if I work overtime and maybe I do some babysitting, I can pay for it. And it's at night and I can do some work remotely and da, 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 and I can do the that's a calculated risk where there is a risk involved there's something that could possibly be lost or something that could be changed but you go through all those variables and you're either a-okay with those variables happening or you're okay with being able to just kind of like figure out how you're gonna move next so when it's adding those two things thank y'all for listening i enjoy having episodes like this where i'm literally just sitting back talking as I was saying, podcast is is your space for that. If you or someone you know actually wants to, to pop on, speak, feel free to head over to my website, www.shewillspeak.com. You're going to click over to the podcast section and right up there in the front, it's be a guest um, and, you know, submit for an interview because I love meeting different people. I love meeting people out here doing the work in this world and I would not mind to sit down and talk with some of y'all. Thank you so much for joining. Looking forward to y'all hearing from me next week. Look, y'all, that's the first time I said hearing. Woo, we're getting it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Once again, my name is Shine Tyler Jacobs, and this is As I Was Saying Podcast.